Even, even if I don't have much to my name. And through the ups and downs that come with pain in my life, you pat me on the back and rub away the pain. Cause you're my baby, my darling, priceless, you're priceless. I no dollar amount can buy the friendship you bring. You are a first lady worthy of a king, my queen. The moment I said I saw you, I knew I would fall. See, life is so bad after all. See you make it better, 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 better. Say you make it better, you make it better, you make it better, you make it. I love your love, our love gets more better, more better with time. I sound like Flavor Flav. <laughs> oh, man. That was Raheem Devon with wow. Mo Better. Wow. No blues. <laughs> wow. Do you, Raheem Devon? No. Oh. <laughs> I do not. I didn't uh, think so. I do not. I, um, you know, that's just, you know, that's just where we are, but... I don't really Raheem Devon, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, I I I mow better. I mow better. Fair, fair, totally fair. But praise the Lord, niggas, and welcome back to another episode yes. of Getting Grown. Yeah, uh, where we talk about the worst hood, adulthood, mm-hmm. and all of the ghettos thereof. Mm-hmm. How are you, sister? Still dealing with this swollen lip. <laughs> <laughs> We call, we talked uh, about that in detail on the pre-show. We did. So you have Jace. to go over to the Patreon to hear more yes. about Jace me and my swollen lip. From last week, it's still with us. It's still with us. Kicking my ass, literally. Look like I got snuffed in my face. Swollen lip. It's not that bad, sister. And it, it is. It is. It's okay. But this side looks like a swollen like vagina lip. Okay. Wait a second. Um. <laughs> You know, when you've been doing it too much and they're all <laughs> red and inflamed. <laughs> it's, like it's been a busy Saturday. As grown as we are, we still say stuff like, you know, when you've been doing it. <laughs> you know, when you've been knocking boots all day. I remember when we saw like the Braxton Family Values and Tamar. Tamar used to be to Tony, you've been doing the nasty. <laughs> You have to do it nasty. Fucking ridiculous. I nothing is funnier to me than the way she entered her mother's hospital room. It was so crazy. What did she do? She was like, hold on, wait a minute. I have to find this because she came in singing and twerking. But like Miss Evelyn was like, I'll put a count. Tamar's chaos is really such a gift to our entertainment industry because i mean yeah yo tamar in the celebrity big brother house was top tier tv 
and I have to I have to admit it took me a little while, you know, in Same. order to like because all of this when you're talking all of it, and I would be like, God, sit down, girl, you're giving me vertigo. It's, but it's just that's so really much. she. That's really she. And I follow <laughs> really her TikTok, she. and then she's just like funny and just the way that she, because you know she was with that white man, her fiance. Oh yeah, I just realized that. Yeah, they're was no a, longer together, ha- but yeah, she was oh. with him. And so when she would just be on her TikTok, uh, cooking or just doing whatever, and she would just like, I'm like Tamar really does talk like this in everyday life. She's not putting on. She would just no. be sitting there like, ah, we don't do it like that. Don't be making no white people food and like she just <laughs> like <laughs> what Tamar is. I love her though. I don't know what it is, but she just seems like she grew a good me. time. Like this lip. Yeah, she does. She seems like a she seems like I feel like, like a- we would have a good time. I would have a good time laughing with Tamar. I would. I, I would just like really... at times, you know, when you need to like take a nap or whatever, it's like I need to take my respite. Yes. But but like she would be a good time when it's time to have a good time. And she's just like my, and I, I resonate. I feel like this, you know, as a church baby, I can spot another church baby at 500 Mm. feet and Tamar and all of the other ways that she is Tamar. She is still very much a church baby. She'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, because I'm saved. I don't do that anymore. It'd be like, take my police I am really trying to find this clip for you because I need you to hold on. I just feel like Tamar is crazy and she's always been the person that makes her entire family laugh. I feel like she's always been ridiculous and they just expect it. She was on uh, TikTok one time cooking at, t- at Tony Braxton's house. She'd be like, uh-uh, because Tony Braxton's got all these white people condiments in here. Because what I'm going to do with some pink Himalayan sea salt. I mean, I just want a little garlic powder, a little onion powder, but she got all these white folks stuff in her kitchen. Because all she want to talk about, she want to make some cheesesteaks. And why are you going to make some cheesecake if you ain't got no lorries? She'd be like, go off, Tamar. Yes. Her husband, her old husband. You see, Vince. this is this is one reason why this lip is bothering me so much. It looks like his. Okay, stop that. Stop that. Right no, it, <laughs> no, it does. Don't don't you, you do know, Vince no, and like he that. No, he had the soup. He had the soup coolers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think That's of my what... friend Kashua. My friend Kashua. Shout out to Kashua. I don't know if she's listening. My friend Kashua Herford. She used to always talk about somebody's soup coolers. We was at UConn. <laughs> and don't have a big lip and put on some lip balm or something. I should be like, I see you over there keeping your soup coolers greased. I see <laughs> It'd be like, Joshua, please. She'd be like, uh-uh, with the big old soup coolers. I know you better keep them moisturized. <laughs> I love it. It'd be like, Joshua, leave them alone. Coming over here with these big old grease, the soup coolers. I love that. It'd be like, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> that was my aunt Charlotte. My aunt Charlotte loved calling big lip soup coolers. <laughs> you gotta keep your soup cooler, big old soup cooler. Keep them cool. She's like, that's a pair of soup coolers right there, baby. <laughs> that is something that is so black. It's so black. What would we ever do? Like black oh, people, the ingenuity, the genius, the innovation. 
Oh, what, who is the b- first black person to look at another black person and say, "Now nah, them is some soup coolers." Those right are there. some soup coolers. Like <laughs> the, the way your mind has to work to say your lips are so large, you can wrap them over a bowl of soup and cool it. I'm Kasha, calling them soup coolers. Kasha used to say, "Them soup coolers that blow all the water out the bowl." Go <laughs> ahead, soup all over the table. It'd be like, Kasha, shut. Uh, first of all, a bitch named Kasha would better be funny. Like I love her. Like she has a name for I a person who and is funny. Kasha's mom is also hilarious. Of course. I just remember one time of I was course. at Kasha's house. We was watching because they live in Nashville. They lived in Nashville. I was at Kasha's mom's house because I was in Nashville. So Good Southern black. They was watching. There was a documentary on TV about Elvis Presley. It was called The King. And Kasha was mommy said, Kasha was mama said, Miss Donna, she said, uh uh-uh, uh, because my king died on a cross and not in a bathroom in Memphis. <laughs> I said, I know that's right, Miss Donna. Because <laughs> my king, the only king I got died on a cross and not in the bathroom in Memphis. You hear me? <laughs> I said, I know you're right, Miss Donna. You're right about it. I just love I wouldn't want to be anything on the bathroom floor in Memphis not in the bathroom in Memphis I don't know any king that died on the bathroom floor in Memphis I don't know anything about that Ooh, but shit. I said you know it'd be those moments where it'd be like I, I wouldn't want to be anything other than a black woman no what absolutely it not it is the greatest gift that the Lord has given me because black women just say things that just stay with you yeah, like my Aunt Charlotte in the soup coolers or full as a tick on a hound dog or how she would tell us. <laughs> we love Let a me cliche, tell you. don't we? We love <laughs> cliche. She's like, oh, I'm full as a tick on a hound dog. And she had diabetes, so she would be eating a bunch of stuff she knew she didn't have no business eating. And she would tell us. And she was also... Um, Forever in recovery. And so yeah. <laughs> Aunt Charlotte, Aunt Charlotte would tell us, like she would tell everybody. It was she had nothing to be ashamed of. She'd be like, cause you know I'm in recovery. <laughs> she was the top salesperson not, at Macy's. <laughs> we have got to do it. We've got we've got to stay. We can't keep we can't let them cliches. No. We got to keep those things. We have to keep them going. We've so every time to. I get full now, I'm be like full as a tick on a hound dog. That's mm. it. Mm-hmm. And my grandma said. As my mama said, you know, I travel so much for work. My grandma used to say, you know, she don't like to sit still. My grandma said, you know, I don't like to sit still. I don't let no grass grow under my feet. (laughs) (laughs) So I told my mama, I said, you know, I was just coming back from Seattle. I said, well, I got to go to New Orleans next week. And she said, girl, you don't let no grass grow under them feet. (laughs) That's right. I said, I sure don't like my grandma said, you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it moving, honey. I love it. Yes, we have to keep the black colloquial. We're going to have us a black colloquialism episode, I think. Yes, share your favorite cliches and colloquialisms, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, Whether they are popular or just specific to your family. Yes. Send them in to us. Give us the context so that we can tell the story correctly. Yes. But we have got to publish and sort of keep these cliches. Yeah. Alive. I don't want them to go. I don't want I don't want the generations to go without just like we were reclaiming Sunday dinner. We have to keep these traditions. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you about this week's in the black woman self care. I, too. I, too, am ready. And I told I told I said on Instagram after uh, where XD had posted the pre-show for this week. 
I said, we going to have to change the name of getting grown to getting greedy. Because <laughs> all we do is talk about food. And guess what? And that's I love it. <laughs> I love every Did you see that clip part I put on it. my stories with, from the Julia Childs series on HBO? It was, it was like, well, what do you like to do? And Julia Childs was like, eat. <laughs> Listen. And he was like, you're so good at it. She was like, I am. <laughs> That's like okay. Alex Gordon Shelley. Alex Gordon Shelley said, I cook food that I like to eat because I like to eat. Like, she don't want no shishi frou-frou all the time. Hold on, I just feel at? like joy. We need that kind of joy. We deserve it. Uh and, you know, I'm working out. I'm taking care of myself. And so if I want to have the cookie, the steak, the baked potato, hmm. the cheese, the hmm. dairy. Although I did see a baked potato on the Internet that disturbed me. Your story I, must I have think gone it was, away. It must have gone away. I think it must be the one that Asante was talking about that had. With, with, the, with the hot links and the ribs and the brisket. Some and things the, are just gluttony and and oh, it's just Don't sprinkle no fucking cheddar on my ribs. Overindulgence. Like, I understand if I mix the rib meat into the potato. It's excessive. Like, it's that. But don't sprinkle cheese on top of my ribs. Ew. I want to know where we got to. Where did we go? Who do you think is responsible? Who or what do you think is responsible for this like kitchen sink approach to cooking that has happened? Because. Oh, I can tell you. Dustin Ross. Um, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you want point the chaos and the negativity right in that direction. Origin Flint, Michigan. I'm going to tell you why. Don't do it. Because Mike this is. nigga puts. Four cheese, four Mexican cheese blend, shredded cheese, which I already don't like that shredded, shredded cheese. cheese. You know, You're supposed to shred your own cheese. He buys the shredded cheese, four cheese Mexican blend. First of all, it has a chemical on the to outside of it. Exactly. Okay? That's why your cheese be fuzzy. Second of all, this nigga puts this four Mexican blend cheese uh, shreds on top of Thai fried rice no jade shut up no i'm dead ass that is childish why would he do that because he's dustin ross and he lives for chaos and negativity so you want to point who this says i'm wretched- gonna put some cheese on rice <laughs> who does that dustin you have seen him do this yes on facetime and now he does it to piss me off he'll add that four cheese mexican bullshit to anything that he's eating just to piss me off i'm concerned for his cholesterol but this nigga bought a, a KitchenAid mixer. I'm so irritated. For what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Aesthetic. <laughs> what is he going to use it for? He told me. What he told me? What did he tell me I was doing? I was I was shaming oh, him. God. I forget what phrase he used <laughs> and adopted and bastardized for me to describing how I was shaming him about having that KitchenAid mixer. Oh, I was being chefist or something. Something chefist. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. <laughs> But yeah, you can point it in that direction because that nigga does shit like that. But anyway, praise the Lord, niggas. Longest That's intro right. ever. How are you, sister? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm safe. I have what I need. I am um, trying to gear up uh, for the end of the year. So the last stretch of Q4. Yeah, Q4. <laughs> I've got lots happening over the next few weeks 
But I'm looking forward to December the 14th because that is when I'm going to sit down and stay down. I know that's right. For how long? Uh, At least through January 1. Okay. All right. I'm giving three weeks. I love that for you or like two and a half, but I love two and a half, two and a half. We're going, we're going through my birthday season right into Mm -hmm. the holidays. Yes, we are. And Mm, immediately uh, into (laughs) immediately directly following. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to ease in. I'm trying to ease into 2024. I'm trying to be more intentional about scheduling yeah, travel and being more intentional about prioritizing rest and recovery, blocking off time on my meeting days so mm-hmm. I don't have you know, in my work day so I don't have to meet all day and work at night. I'm making some different choices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to hopefully actualizing all of these plans that I have for how to better uh, integrate in self care. I'm yes. proud of the consistency that I've been trying oh, to you've been doing practice. It. You've been doing it. And I'm just trying to bring that same energy into other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just praying for the grace to continue to figure this out as I go. You will, sister. You're doing it, like you said, <laughs> and you're setting yourself up for success. And you're going to have a good, successful 2024 because that's the intention that you're setting and you're... You got the action to accompany that. I'm trying to do the same thing, you know, going to this and not to be cliche, but just, you know, it's a nice reset, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a nice time of year to also sit down and then to have your reset right after you've been able yeah, to sit like down. Take so. stock, take stock in sort of what worked this year, what did not. Yep. Being very clear and transparent about those things mm-hmm. and then trying to make some plans. So, OK, given that information, given that assessment. What are the things we want to do differently? What are the things we want to do better? What are the things we want to stop doing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Life loop. How do I make this easier? Get in. <laughs> Maybe I'll call this episode Life Loop. <laughs> this show. Speaking of chaos, this show. Do you want to move on into? Yes, oh, we have let's a wonderful move. guest. Yes, who for is the just, kitchen table, just as free as a bird, and I'm ready for you all to hear all about this. So let's head on over to the kitchen table. Let's do it. Not indulging this time of year is a crime in my eyes, and you know me, I'm never going to pass up on anything delicious. But then there are those nights after all that holiday fun and all that indulgence that I really just need to nourish my body with real ingredients. And thankfully with Daily Harvest, I'm getting the best of both worlds. Daily Harvest helps me keep my stomach and my freezer full by delivering my favorite fruit and veggie packed meals right to my door, the convenience of it all. And you've got to try Daily Harvest New Edition for dinner. I'm talking pasta, all of our favorite. Think pesto, bolognese, primavera, but with a lot more veggies and a lot less work. Their pasta is gluten-free, dairy-free, and ready in under 10 minutes. And with little time on the calendar between the holiday feasts and the parties and the shindigs, I get easy-to-prep options for other times of day, too. I'm talking smoothies and harvest bowls and soups from Daily Harvest. I never have to think about what to cook, and I get to skip all that chopping, shopping, and post-cleaning cook-up, all right? Speaking of soups, I had one for lunch. 
a tomato and zucchini minestrone. I threw a little dollop of a little extra seasoning in there, topped it off with some chili flakes. I was taken care of. Belly was warm. Belly was full. And the new pesto pasta option Don't play with it. By using recyclable or compostable packaging, Daily Harvest is doing their best to take care of our earth, which helps me limit my waste. And I feel good. I feel good about what I'm contributing to. Get the best of both worlds with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash G-E-T-T-I-N to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash G-E-T-T-I-N for up to $65 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash getting. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so watch your payday. The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. How many times have we needed, you know, our our cash right away because we have a special event, uh, we need to pick up a special gift, or things just sort of, you know, get out of hand, our bills get a little behind, we need the money when we need it, and we don't have, uh, you know, time to waste. Car troubles, unexpected sickness with our kids or our pets, things happen. Uh, And you got to get your money when you need it. You can make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Grown under podcast when you sign up and it'll really help the show. That's Grown under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are all excited, always excited because of the kitchen table. We are privileged to have just a bevy of brilliant Black women guests. Today is no exception. We yes. are continuing... In our creatives, creatives among us series, and are very, very um, excited to welcome uh, Lenora Houseworth, New York-based mm. multi-creative copywriter, journalist, and culture writer, uh, with a focus on wellness and womanhood. So, welcome, Lenora. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm fantastic. How are y'all doing? No complaints. We are. You know, safe. we here. Yes. We're all having a conversation right now, which means yes. we're breathing. So I'm grateful. We, I know that's right. So welcome Lenora, to getting introduce welcome the to getting yeah, yes. welcome to the kitchen table. Talk to the people to introduce the people how you want to be introduced. Tell them what you do, who you are. I am a multi-creative, multi-passionate Black woman. Mm-hmm. I specialize in wellness and Black womanhood and everything that I create. By day, I am a copywriter in the tech space primarily. And at night, I'm a journalist talking about all things Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love that. That's our kind of carrying on around here. Okay. <laughs> so Pretty much is feel right at home here at the kitchen table. Um, tell us about your 
the inner so I, I know we talk a lot about how our work you know identity on the in this space we talk about who we are mm-hmm. and not solely being you know sort of embracing all of the different dimensions of who we are and our identities not being limited to our work or what we mm-hmm. do so i think that your work is a beautiful uh demonstration of all mm-hmm. the many ways in which womanhood sort of takes shape mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about uh you know all of the different ways that you express who you are as a creative. Oh my goodness, so many. Um, it's so funny because when I originally started off as a creator, I tried to be one thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. aren't we all pigeonholed? <laughs> mm-hmm. We are. We are taught. I think that's like a capitalism thing. Exactly. Everyone asks you what you want to be when you grow up, and you're just supposed to pick one thing. Yeah. But yeah, none of us exactly. really fit in one thing, do we? <laughs> exactly. Well, not that. We are multifaceted human beings. And mm-hmm. Black women in particular, mm-hmm. I mean, don't even get me started on our creative energy in all the things and all the ways. But for me, as I went along on this journey called life, I discovered that I love more than one thing, you know, and mm-hmm. so I can express myself and my passion in a multitude of ways. So that looks like journalism, that looks like poetry, that looks like painting, that looks like creative direction. Mm-hmm. It looks like so many things, you know, mm-hmm. and that can be challenging mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, yes. the world says fit in this one little box. But for me personally, just within the past couple of years alone, I've just embraced wanting to do all the things and yeah, I'm excited about it. I feel like I'm in my second act, to be honest. I love that. So let's go back a smidge. Uh-huh. Because you started off in journalism. Yeah. Um, but now you've come to this place where you have accepted all these different octopus legs mm-hmm. that you are allo- that you have allowed yourself to 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 really be to really have and embrace. Mm-hmm. I can imagine in the journalism world there are very specific things. Sometimes that different um, avenues want you to write about, right? Like, we want you to write this thing. We want you to write this thing. How did you get to a place where you said, I'm going to take on the things that I want to do. I'm going to write about black women because I love being a black woman. Tell us a little bit. Take us back and tell us how how that developed. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I will preface this by saying I am a woo-woo spiritual girly. (laughs) (laughs) Gay, gay! And to be honest with you, it was a lot of divine alignment. I mean, my very Mm -hmm. first job was working with the National Urban League, you know, which is the oldest civil rights organization that there is. And so um, that was Black people. You know, that was Mm -hmm. right up my alley. And the story behind that is super crazy but um it i, just, I was like i was like you want to share or <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, absolutely so i um was recovering from surgery actually so i graduated mm-hmm. from college um needed hip replacement surgery what <laughs> wow yes, at 22 wow. Um, wow yeah because i have a chronic health condition which also strangely enough, plays into my my Mm. writing practice today. And so I was recovering from surgery, saw a commercial for like, I don't know, it was like some event that was happening in Chicago, which I didn't know at the time. Mm. And they were like, oh, the Urban Lake put this event on. And I was like, oh, I just assumed that 
you know, the Urban League and the magazine, it was in New York. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, the publisher is in Chicago. And I was Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) say what? Mind Mm -hmm. you, I'm literally sitting up healing crutches, bandaged up in a hospital bed. And I was like, unemployed also. (laughs) (laughs) Because this was during the last recession. Mm -hmm. And so Uh. I was like, Jesus? Is that true? <laughs> Lord, what are you saying? <laughs> well, God. Is that true? <laughs> so, so I randomly found an email connected to the publisher and like told her I would come in and mop floors and just observe. And her EA at the time looked at my resume and was a journalism major, has studied abroad and Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Writing, and she was like, "Girl, you need to be up in here writing." Right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. she, mm-hmm. she hired me on the spot. Um, I was still on crutches, actually, going into that interview. Okay. And uh, she was listen, and she was like, "You have the job." And so that's part of my journey. I love that. Write for black people as a writer. Okay. So, because okay. the door is open. When when it's purpose, it's just, when and it's it is where you're supposed to be, things just have a way of falling into place. But we didn't come to preach that sermon. Okay, so uh you call yourself even with that that awesome, amazing story of your origin and how you got into the work, that mm-hmm. was when you were twenty two years old. I see yeah. that you characterize yourself now as a late bloomer. Yeah. So catch us up between this, you know, amazing miracle of a job on the yes. spot hire to where you are now. Yes, yeah. it almost, I'll be 40 next month. It's Welcome. Like what day? What day? I'm excited. Um, what day is your birthday? <laughs> yes, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you so much. What day uh, is it? The 18th of December. Oh, the 20th. Stop, she's the 20th. Oh. <laughs> my sister oh i love Hello. it gang <laughs> brilliant women are born in december that I is mean, a fact look at you all you chaotic sagittarius <laughs> just coming up just fuck it up for all of us <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about because i am not chaotic. i know you don't can't can't no not not, not over chaotic <laughs> no you're not sister you're not okay i'm sorry i interrupted no, no, yes. you continue yes no, i love it, I love it so um yeah i do feel like i'm having a second act because as i mentioned that first job uh was during the last downturn okay right and mm-hmm. so unfortunately it was like one of the many publications that went under mm. and so here i was you know, healing from surgery number, who knows? It's been mm-hmm. so many in my lifetime, full of transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I'm just not meant to write, you know, after mm-hmm. I after that job went away. And so I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So I stopped writing as a journalist actually for many years and mm. figured I would do like the corporate black girl thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. safe <laughs> safe thing you know mm-hmm. uh, stability so was, health insurance stability, these health things. insurance mm-hmm. all of those things and so i ended up getting into social media which was super new at the time mm-hmm. nobody knew what it was but i was like hey this is probably going to be a thing so let me find a marquee job doing that 
So mm-hmm. I ended up doing social media marketing for many years, all different types of brands, hating it <laughs> in varied degrees mm-hmm. as time went on. And really what happened was the election of Donald Trump. And I just got enraged. I was like, I have some ish to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just began writing again. Like I started a small blog where I was just talking about like social justice issues, black woman, womanhood, female empowerment, all those things. And Mm -hmm. was really kind of sucky at it low key because I hadn't done it in a few Mm -hmm. years at that point. But something was just like, it's time. It was to in get you. Back. Yeah. And since then, like so many of my dream publications, I've had the opportunity to write for Teen Vogue, Essence, Allure. Um, and yeah, it's. I feel like I have so much more to say and so much more work to do. Um, so yeah, that's why I say I feel like I'm in my second act because I just feel like I'm, I took a hiatus. I took a detour mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm kind mm-hmm. of coming back to who I always was in a multitude of ways, actually, personally and professionally. Um, cause in the background you, of all of Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm so, I'm no, no, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cut you off right in the middle of your sentence. Keep going. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I was going to say. Because in the background of all of that, of like rediscovering myself professionally, I was also rediscovering myself personally because I went through a whole divorce during lockdown. Mm. And so, yeah, just all of these new ideas and new inspirations and freedom came from it all. And so that's also something that I write about, too, uh, in regards to Black women, just radical wellness and freedom. So... I want to get into the radical wellness. You actually, you hit the transition because we we spoke recently um, about eras. And then we, you and I talked about it quickly before recording. But Kia and I had an episode recently about eras. And so with you in this um, transition period, in the second act, mm-hmm. I see that you are in what you identify as your rebirth. Yes. So yeah. can we talk a little bit, a little bit about your rebirth and get Absolutely. into that? Absolutely. Yeah. What specifically? <sighs> okay. So you're rebirthing yourself career wise. You're yes. rebirthing yourself personally. Yes. How is that? What is, what does that look like for you right now? Like what is, how am I? I'm not asking this in the right way. Like practically speaking, are you asking? Yeah. Like, I what are the know, things yeah, like, that you're doing? What are the yeah. What are the yeah. events that led? What are the like, ways that yeah. you're taking care of yourself yeah. while you're in this transition? Yeah. Because there's a lot of shame. Thank you. There's a lot of shame that's placed on us in these quote unquote second acts, right? Or as mm-hmm. as we age in society because of society's standards, aging is not necessarily a good thing. Right. So how? But you seem to have embraced it in such a positive and beautiful way yes, so I'd love to know the things that you do that contribute to that positivity and how you look at this second act of your life in this rebirth phase yeah I'd like to call it coming home to myself mm. that's mm. really what it feels like to be honest um yeah like so many of us we put all of our time and energy into these other things, other people, whether it be jobs, relationships, friendships, Mm -hmm. whatever, that are not in alignment to like who we are Mm -hmm. and we forget ourselves. 
And so for me, in this act, it looks like doing the complete opposite of that. Mm. So I am at the first and foremost of all things in regards to me. So Mm -hmm. that looks like constantly checking in with myself about how I feel, what I need, Mm -hmm. um, when I'm feeling off, when my mental health is not in balance. Mm -hmm. So that requires radical honesty, Mm -hmm. even within myself and other people, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just developing those emotional skill sets that I, I just didn't have. You know, Mm so there's that aspect of it. There's also, you know, nutrition, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, building in rituals into my day that I have Mm -hmm. to do, like non-negotiable. So, yeah, it just pretty much boils down to making myself a priority in a way that I just (laughs) never did in the past. I love that. That is so Mm -hmm. powerful. And I think that Mm -hmm. especially, uh, you know, as we were talking about before, so many of us. Uh, I love that you use, I don't know if you're familiar, Dr. Tama Bryant, the psychologist, her name is Dr. Tama Bryant. She wrote a book all about coming home to yourself, right? And I think the premise of the book, she's now the president, she's the first black woman president of like the American Psychological Association, but she has a pretty popular uh, social media presence. She's uh, written lots of books, but most recently, her most recent book she talks at at great length about the concept of coming home to yourself and what that means. And for many black women, we are not, we don't have healthy models for self-prioritization. No. All of us, all of our socialization as little girls is about being in service to our homes, being good Mm -hmm. daughters, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up to be good wives, growing Mm -hmm. up to be good moms. Um, and none, we don't really have, I saw a meme yesterday that kind of punched me in my face and talked about growing up. I never had, I never saw a relaxed woman. I saw successful mm. women. I saw productive women. I saw mm-hmm. busy women. Uh, but I never saw a woman who was, uh, you know, walking in ease and embracing yeah herself Mm -hmm. uh practicing like you said this sense of sort of radical honesty and transparency and i i i I love that um for many of us in these later years of life we are giving ourselves permission Mm -hmm. to put put ourselves first in a way and not be so beholden to all of those acts of service that yes. have been really embedded in us um, from from who we are, like, you know, yes. uh, from who we were brought up to be, cleaning houses on Saturdays, fixing mm-hmm. plates and doing mm-hmm. everybody's laundry. And all of those things of what it meant to be a woman was about other people. Yes. But we are a lot. We are allowing ourselves to get to know who we are and what we like and what we don't like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be okay with that in a way. And so I, I think what you're describing is going to resonate with a lot of a lot of people because you know, self included, it's given. Um, I'm in the. I do what I want to do. <laughs> doing what I want to do. What you doing? What I want. What I want. That's it. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Personally mm-hmm. and professionally, I'm doing what I want. That. that yes. <laughs> yes. I think too a huge part of the work is the unprogramming that you're describing. Big right? time. Like that, Big time. 
that is so hard. That is yes. so challenging. And that's the part that not many of us talk about openly. You know, we just pop yes. out like, I'm everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> we are. But the process behind that yeah. <laughs> took years. Yeah. Years. Years. Working the mind, you know, yep. mindfulness, you know, mm -hmm. for me, like my spiritual practice, like just a whole radical shift and transition and and it's hard the rebirth mm -hmm. is hard it's beautiful in the end but the process is is very taxing and hard it's a lot of work for sure yeah. so how are you what taking to oh, oh i'm sorry sis go ahead i was just gonna say given that work how mm -hmm. are you take you know we talked about how you're taking care of yourself but mm -hmm. if you had advice for someone who wants to start somewhere i don't know how how do i go about this reprogramming yeah, I feel like I'm in a rut. I wanted to get into my act too, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> what would you tell them? I mean, I'm no expert, but I would honestly commend them on starting there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many people walking around. The decision is a big deal. Yeah. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Major. Major. Mm -hmm. So I would commend them on that. And then I would say, for me, a huge part of my work, too, now is I incorporate my ancestry. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of my work now, I do pull from my own family. So I mm -hmm. talk to my mom. That was a huge part of my healing practice mm -hmm. um, was talking to my mom, mm -hmm. you know. So I would say and my grandmothers aren't alive anymore, but mm -hmm. I would ask about them i mean i knew them into my adulthood but mm -hmm. there are so many stories that we don't know about our families and the women in our families so i would just say ask like talk mm -hmm. to your people and what you'll get from that you'll identify a lot of patterns mm -hmm. you know we inherit a lot of amazing things you know generationally yes. speaking but we inherit a lot of the pain too. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to the women in your family, you'll start to see, oh man, grandma, she dealt with that too. Mm -hmm. Oh man, she she picked the same mother mm -hmm. somebody I picked too. My Lord. Like, mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? You know, and so you'll see those wounds and you'll be like, okay, what can I do with mm -hmm. what I know? And then seek out a professional. You know, mm -hmm. therapy, we're talking more and more about that in the community. Mm -hmm. um, please, like, do not be afraid to reach out to professionals to get that help. And taking care of yourself, like, for real, for real. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. make it your mission to take care of yourself in the simplest of ways, like going to bed on time, mm -hmm. waking up with the sun, like Ooh, Lord, say it to me again. <laughs> <laughs> all of that makes a difference. I can tell when I don't do that, I'm I'm not right. You're so, not at your peak. Yeah. So it's like building in those rituals, gathering those stories, figuring out those generational pain points. Mm -hmm. and be like this is me and then learning to love it all that's mm -hmm. the part that's the other mm -hmm. part too it's like you know we sometimes live in this culture this meme culture where it's like you know everyone wants to be like oh the the shadow side or our not so good stuff is bad it's like no mm -hmm. that's a part of me too like this was mm -hmm. my experience this is my 
ancestors experience if that if you choose to get into ancestral work Mm -hmm. but 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 it's all good you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's all good and this is all a part of who i am and for me that from that came radical acceptance Mm. so i hope that answers your question no for sure because i think what it sounds like is like you know self-study i think so much we spend so much time being trained on how to be certain professions or do certain work but like you know this work of healing and blooming Mm -hmm. and birthing your true authentic self really does start with sort of being okay with spending time studying and investigating and exploring all of the different things that make you you yeah absolutely and coming to accept and love and honor those those parts yeah Um, yes and so that ancestral work that you that you spoke about is a huge part of that because as you mentioned just before that the deprogramming that we have to do that we the things that we have to unlearn a lot of that is through our ancestry and our epigenetics so while mm-hmm. there's so many amazing things that we need to continue to carry down with us there are things that we have to release or figure out how to rework and if we don't want to address or acknowledge that those parts are there as well, how are we going to do that work? So exactly, you absolutely. Exactly. I think it's I think it's beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. On the horizon of Act Two now of Lenora's <laughs> journey. Yes. As we are on the horizon of what's what is that what does that look like for you? What's coming up as you continue to lean into this radical, this radical self acceptance and exploration and, and so yeah. forth. My goal in life is total and complete freedom. Mm. Like that's just, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to, to really access like freedom of my time, Mm -hmm. financial freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, creative freedom. Um, And that's can be challenging, right? Because we live in a system that tells us something else. Mm -hmm. So, currently and on the horizon for me is unpacking and strategizing that Mm -hmm. and birthing that which I'm really excited about Mm -hmm. overwhelming but excited about (laughs) yeah Yeah. because we don't know what that looks like like you said we we live in a society where it's like now how am I I, this is what I want how am I going to attain this because y'all hate me (laughs) (laughs) no I was going to say do you have a definition for freedom mm. I saw your work in your work throughout your bio and in some of your work you talk a lot about liberation right yeah. connecting uh, this idea of wellness mm-hmm. uh, sort of toward liberation or freedom for yourself mm-hmm. and for black women more more generally so like how are you defining that you started to talk about financially and professionally but like do you have a definition like a what does it look like for you? Liberation for me would be. Liberation for me is being, we mentioned being in service, <laughs> but honestly, a huge part of that is to being in community and in service, but mm. in a way that feels good to my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my old life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't feel good to my body yeah. when I look back on it. 
you With know. service at our expense, but right, yeah. service that's not and, compromising yeah. who we are. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I feel like for me, freedom is being in service, but in a way that feels good and mm. is reciprocated. Mm. You know, um, and I just keep going back to that freedom of my time, man. Mm-hmm. Like that is something I am chasing down. <laughs> no, for real. And for me, it's always about choice, yes. right? I, I, yeah. I am. I feel like that liberation comes with the agency to make my own choices, to not be beholden to the conditions that are around me Mm -hmm. to be able to do and move how I see fit. That's when we get closer to freedom personally and even like as a community when we are not, you know, like I said, beholden to what's going on around us or what other people got Mm -hmm. going on or what other people say, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We can just do what we want to do. That's that's what it looks like. I love that. Mm-hmm. 100% agency, 100% all things and all ways and all areas. So much. For it us. also requires a lot of intention. A thousand percent. You've yes. got to be really intentional with with when you want to when you want that freedom of time, you got to be intentional with how you take it. It means you, you can't take every opportunity, every money grab, every hangout, every you know, you have to really assess what 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 you want to do in that moment yes i am i'm reaching that place i'm yes. i'm reaching there same, with you <laughs> I, I am in it as we speak i literally was telling my one of my friends earlier this morning i was like i have to become ruthless mm-hmm. with my time you know mm-hmm. and not in a way that's like mean spirited but i have to continue to work on again prioritizing myself Mm-hmm. And being very serious about where I put my time and my energy, you know, so. 100%. With you being intentional like that with your time and energy, how has that impacted your surroundings, your relationships, how, how your work? How is that? Mm-hmm. How has that impacted all of that for you? Hmm. <laughs> I don't think of a cute way to say that one. Um, <laughs> you know, some people are gonna be big mad but mm-hmm. or were big mad but um you know mostly my circle has been supportive um but i'll be honest and say that i have lost people along the way mm. and that's just a part of it you know and it's painful um but i just go back to choosing myself this time mm-hmm. i have to choose myself this time because i i didn't before and it cost me a lot and i've been grateful mm-hmm to be able to navigate to this new place that's shaping up to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't ever want to just lose myself ever again. So you you have to just be ruthless about your talent, your time, where you put your energy, the people you connect with. Mm-hmm. That's a big one too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting more and more intentional about that. Like I mm-hmm. want certain people around me now you know, mm-hmm. not even just on professional stuff, just people's energy and their mm-hmm. intentions. Are they mm-hmm. like minded? Mm-hmm. Um, because like that community and intentionality is is super important. So some people, you know, like I said, they didn't make it. But, you know. Is that why you would uh, identify it as radical liberation? Yeah. Because it can come with loss. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It absolutely comes with loss. 
Have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everybody that you know for their recommendations? You know, a doctor who actually gets you, who speaks your language, who listens to you and tries to make you feel comfortable. Finally, after weeks of searching, you find the one and they are in the right place. They are available at the right time. You know, they share identities with you. You feel a connection with them. Their website resonates with you. So you call their office and they have an appointment available. And then the receptionist tells you that this perfect doctor doesn't take your insurance. Mm, 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 mm. That's okay. Wipe your tears, put away the ice cream and head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor who is right for you and the doctor that takes your insurance. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance and are located near you and almost treat any condition that you're searching for. These doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same day appointments. Once you find the doctor that you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist or listen to that terrible music. I use ZocDoc all the time. The older you get, the more you, doctors you need to see, the more specialists you need to see. And I'm constantly looking for a new specialist for one thing or another. And I go to ZocDoc almost every time because it really cuts down on the anxiety and it puts everybody uh, that's available in the right place and you can make your choices. Uh, so you can go to ZocDoc.com slash grown and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash grown. ZocDoc.com slash grown. I think you talk. You talked a little bit. I don't know if you want to talk more. I think a lot, you know, on getting grown. A lot of this is like lessons in adulting. Mm-hmm. Sort of, we're we're sitting around here processing the ghettos of adulthood all of the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the I worst think, hood we've ever lived in. The worst hood, right? <laughs> and so, and so, I think one of the things that our younger nieces and nephews don't always want to hear, right, mm-hmm. is that. Uh, this is hard and it's going to be painful. You will suffer mm-hmm. great loss. You will be hurt. Um, but I mean, I will say this. I, I feel like all of the things that have brought me such pain have also brought me a lot of clarity, yes. brought me a lot of, uh, insight and revelation and perspective. Talk a little bit about, you don't have to go into any great detail, but what mm-hmm. are some of the, the great, pains and hard lessons you've had to learn that have sort of shaped uh, your journey into this season of radical liberation or this new identity or pursuit of radical liberation? Yeah, I would say I mentioned that first job that I Mm -hmm. ever had. It was like my first huge career loss. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was tough. Um, mm-hmm. I was like 24, 25. And at the time that was like my dream job. Meanwhile, like, you know, that literally set me up for the life mm-hmm. that I always wanted now in mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely divorce. I mean, you mentioned clarifying. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything more clarifying in your personal life right. than divorce. <laughs> <laughs> then clarify it and nigga up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's be clear that you have got to go. Please. Up out. Up out. Out of here. Oh, yeah. wait. 
<laughs> up out away. That's right. Apologies. Up out and away. Um, so that was a huge one. I mean, I would say that particular moment really cracked open uh, my self-love journey. It's it's mm. so crazy what we call into our lives, to be honest, because when I look mm. back on that whole trajectory um, with being separated and divorced, I had been calling it into my life for years. Like this, mm-hmm. I, like this concept of freedom for some reason, I couldn't get it. Hmm. I don't know. I couldn't get it out of my head and I was writing mm-hmm. about it all the time. And, mm-hmm. and not just in my personal life, but just me as a human. Like, I'm like, I just, I don't want to be in this box. Like, I don't, want to be like the corporate like robot like i mm-hmm. have to i have to like <laughs> shake the chain i gotta take my bra off you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> mm-hmm. air, air it out air it out and life provided the opportunity mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it was crazy and and so yeah definitely that experience for sure lots of friendships too mm-hmm. loss mm-hmm. honestly i would say the losses as hard as they are or can be i, I just simply wouldn't have the information that i have mm-hmm. you know and it's mm-hmm. very easy to kind of uh feel shame although i don't be <laughs> sick mm-hmm. about anything mm-hmm. um, in my journey but it, but we're programmed right to feel shame and to uh, sort of feel a way about these experiences, but the truth is, I would never know what I know about career, about romantic love, about friendship love. Like, if had I not gone through those losses like that, mm-hmm. so I would say that for sure. We have a friend named Antoinette, and she uh, she ha- she likes to say a phrase: "God is tricky," mm. um, and. What I take from that is what you're saying right now is that you don't you you call things into your life. Right. You you don't know exactly how those things are going to look. Yeah. But you call them into your life. And when they come to fruition, a lot of times they end up punching us in the titties and stomach all at the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But they do bring about a brand new breath after that. Because yes. you understand why you got punched in the gut for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just didn't realize the thing you were calling in was going to come in a way, you know, that you didn't expect. So mm-hmm. how have you been able to embrace embrace that loss and embrace that transition and embrace that radical liberation while, you, while you've been going through this journey? How have you been able to embrace it where you don't feel shame and you are, you can firmly stand 10 toes down in it? Yeah, so I feel like, I'm on the other side of the bridge of mm-hmm. it all. And, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, Cause as I've been told, not, not everybody does, you know, mm-hmm. um, for me, it was three years of serious, hardcore healing. I mm-hmm. mean, the books, the podcast, the therapist, you know, this, the, the spiritual advising the prayers like just anything i could get my hands all the on, avenues mm-hmm. i was like yo i gotta figure this out like this it's getting crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's usually what turns people radical <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting the air is getting thick mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just felt like again after all of the loss i had experienced right i was like i don't ever want to be here again Mm -hmm. the lesson 
collective. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't ever want to give my power away yeah. to anything or anyone, any job, any man, any person. I never again want to hold my happiness into something outside of myself. Mm-hmm. That's what that experience mm-hmm. brought me mm-hmm. to. And so wanting to have that agency that you talked about earlier, I was just ferocious about it. I was like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to do whatever I need to do, <laughs> head down. And it kind of worked mm-hmm. out beautifully because we were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a mm-hmm. choice. Again, sometimes yeah. <laughs> life it was your time be, to be, you were sat down. That's <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like, mm-hmm. when it's your time, you get sat down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't run away from myself, even if I wanted to. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just hunkering down with the self healing. You have to do it. You have to do it. You got to sit in it. You got to sit in it. You can't blaze over it. You, can't you cannot drink it. it away. Like Salon said, girl, you cannot smoke it away. You cannot put you one can. in the air. You can't yeah. smoke it away. Yeah. You can't yeah. mess it yeah. away. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot sex it away. You cannot. Okay, you got to sit down in that thing. We got to sit on that thing and figure out what, like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Where am I? And how did I get here? And not knowing, like, not really having eyes to see what's next is is crazy. Like, it's a crazy Mm -hmm. experience. It's like not knowing, like, knowing you can't go back, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're somebody brand new. Like, I couldn't even be the woman I was five years ago before COVID, even if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did because, that, he, oh, God, I'm sorry, finish your, because. I was gonna say this, because it's the woman I am today. I just, yes. I won't allow it. I'm somewhere else. <laughs> so. Period, you're not the same. Yeah, you're not. So I was going in that direction in terms of, you know, even thinking about this, looking at this, looking at your creative process through mm-hmm. this lens. Yeah. How did that season change Lenora the writer, Lenora yeah. the artist. Yeah. Uh, did it did it change your creative process mm-hmm. in any way? It definitely did. It made me more raw. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it made me because I, I the truth was I was. I was raw. I was vulnerable. I was going through this crazy thing in my personal life. I was mm-hmm. kind of making peace with the fact that I didn't want to be a corporate girly full time anymore. Mm-hmm. And all of these changes were sort of happening and um, it made me more honest as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me more curious as a mm-hmm. creative. And because I was being liberated on a personal level, it, that liberated me creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, my first piece for Essence was a uh, poem. Like my first mm-hmm. print piece was a poem. And I had been writing mm-hmm. poems my whole life. Never mm-hmm. thought that I would ever. <laughs> Publish one. Publish yeah. one. Yeah. You know, yeah. I manifested that too. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but um, that popped up during that time in my life when I was like transforming. And so, yeah, as a creative, it made me just more fearless. It made me feel like I can do anything. It's like, oh, okay, I want to wake up and be an artist. Like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> but Have no I love school. that. Haven't been to school to study art. <laughs> Don't know nobody. Oh, I got vibes though. Let's do it. Okay, but I'm gonna do it though. I I got vibes. And what's more black woman than that? Period. Truly. No, truly. Because when we say we want to do something and we and we set out to do it, we nine times out of ten we do it. Period. Whether they do it. 
whether that's your hair or <laughs> or how yeah, to do what? anything. Like I'm just going to yeah. figure out how to do it myself. Period. I yeah. gotta do it. I seen my mother be the most successful masseuse, real estate agent, <laughs> yeah. bus driver. If out she was here. gonna be a bus driver, she was getting every benefit that was out here. If she was a real estate agent, she was selling ten houses in, in two months. If she was a masseuse, she had a football team as her mm-hmm. clientele. Like yeah. every time she set out to do something, she she did it in a way. Yeah. And I, I think that is the story of the black woman also. Yes. And why not? why not why not why, like why like why can't i be a writer a copywriter a poet an artist and an advocate like like who says mm-hmm. you know and that's mm-hmm. even that thought process was different than how i was when i was younger because mm-hmm. i feel like i had to be like this thing mm-hmm. so. i love that that all of that sounds like radical liberation if i ever heard it especially mm-hmm. creatively you were able to take that from your personal life and channel it into your creative, which I think is such a beautiful thing. And 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 such a wonderful point for people to walk away from and sitting in the ugly. Because yeah. I think that's a, a really important part of it as well. And a lot of us don't wanna face that part, but it's actually essential yeah. to the growth and coming out on the other side. Yeah. So yeah. what a beautiful point. If people want to find you, your works, yeah. Yeah. where, you, you know, your writings, all of these <laughs> amazing things you do, how would they be able to do that? So I am Lenora She Wrote on Instagram, Twitters, the TikToks. Uh, I have a newsletter with yes. love, Lenora, on the Substack. Nice. Uh, but... My home, my internet home is LenoraHouseworth.com. LenoraHouseworth.com. All of that information, ladies, gentlemen, and gentlemen, will be in the description box. So make sure that you go when you, if you want to go do a deep dive into Lenora, <laughs> make sure you all check out the description box because the links will be there. We're so grateful that you came to sit oh, with us today. Thank you so pleasure. much. Thank you for having me. This is fantastic. Of course. Of course. And we You're look forward to seeing time. what else comes in Lenora's act two, okay? Man, keep us posted. Come on back and tell us. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> You're always welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Honestly, truly. All right, we have an honesty box this week. Um, first of all, thank you to Lenora. Okay. Yes. Just such a kind spirit. And shows you that you, you can take no shit with a kind spirit. Oh. <laughs> you can be radically liberated and still be a, a, a good person. But so our listener this week has given herself her own pseudonym. Okay. And so I'll give you all a little back. Well, she will give you a little background in her first email and then we'll go into the honesty box. She would like to be called Lizzo. Okay. Oh, she said no need to read this. She also, I just want you all to know that that I met this young lady um, on the way to the Lauryn Hill concert that I told you all about the other week, okay. which Kia and I also discussed in, in the, the pre-show. Uh, pre-show. I gotcha. Um, because I, you tried to give, her, tried to defend her, and she got up on the internet talking. But Bless anyway, Bless so uh, this young, I met this young lady. She was my Lyft driver. Um, picked me up and, and we chatted, uh, all the way to the venue. Um, she asked me specifically to open one of the episodes with a Lizzo song for her. I told her I would try my best 
And in the spirit of radical liberation and honesty, <laughs> I will never probably ever do that. There you go. That's good as hell. That's I let Noah sing that. <laughs> I do let her because she <laughs> she does. Oh, in a minute, I'm but but I'm not Yeah, I can get behind that. There's your Lizzo song because I don't know any, and I don't think I'll be learning any. Correct. But young sister, her Lizzo writes. And this is also in response to our It's Complicated episode. You all have sent a bevy of emails, so oh, we're we just going to try to get through some of them, you know, through the coming weeks. So, um, tears, tears, and more tears, both of laughter, sadness, and realizations. I've often said I was born with a broken heart, and this is a small piece mm. of why. My mom is alive and well, but she and I have never gotten along. I'm the oldest of four that grew up together, and each of us had different dads. I'm terrified of ending up like my mom pushing everyone away. Even at her big grown age of 60 has run off with yet another husband. She treats me and my siblings like we owe her for choosing to give birth to us and wants us to roll out the red carpet for her for everything. Jeez. We all believe she is a real life narcissist and worse, she doesn't believe in therapy. Oh, oh girl. Though my adulthood, I uh, through my adulthood, I have tried to talk to her in several different ways, wrote a letter, meditated, on the phone and through others who I know can talk to her, but still no change. It's been a long road trying to get to a place of acceptance that there may never be one. I'm in pain anytime I see functional mother-daughter relationships because it feels like mine checked out on me completely once I turned 18. And I just want someone to help me feel seen. Listening to both episodes and understanding other mature perspectives left me feeling so angry, really because she's still here and I can't get through to her none of us can and i imagine me being at her funeral god forbid being so angry that i just never got what i needed to move through this world a little bit more at peace i don't think i've ever expressed myself this way to anyone this is my first time writing to a pod and i listened to quite a few of them spending so much time on the road anyway all that to say please keep having the conversations you all are having and thank you for helping me actualize and articulate some big feelings I know you ladies are not a replacement for therapy, but a damn good way to get it till I can afford it. I know that's right. Much love to you both, Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo. I think wow. you said it. I think you, first of all, thank you right. for for sharing that because that's not easy. Um, and sometimes, like I know you've said you've had a hard time facing the reality of that relationship or accepting the reality of that relationship. And sometimes sitting down and just putting things into words can help us to, to, to sit with us even further. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. I, sometimes people just don't want to do better. And it'd be like that. And it's unfortunate. And we could want better for somebody all day long, whether that be romantically, friendship-wise, or even parental. But sometimes people just don't want to be better to you. And I know that's a hard thing for us to to all face sometimes. Because we mm -hmm. all deal with it at one point or another. It's just, I know it's more difficult because it's your mother. Yeah. And you don't deserve the treatment that you're receiving. None of you all do. None of your siblings deserve what you all are, are receiving. 
But I, I hope you all are able to lean into each other and you have some chosen community that can support you. Um, and I'm sorry that, 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 that those were the cards that were dealt to you. You didn't do anything to deserve that. And I hope you know that. I would, I agree. I think, um, the only thing that I would add is I know one of the things that continues to be a very active element of my own journey is, um, holding space or holding on to the perspective that sees my parents as people. Yep. Uh, not as, not as just as parents and that's not to excuse or Mm -hmm. dismiss sort of the impact of their actions, but it does sort of contextualize and help me to manage my expectations around Mm -hmm. what a relationship with them both now and moving forward will look like. And so I pray that as you, excuse me, I pray that as you continue to sort of seek peace and clarity about sort of the state of your relationship with your mom, you know, we all have to come to the space where we accept that, you know, there will just be some things that we wish our our moms would do that they won't. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we make, we get to make decisions about what that means for our relationship, whether, you know, in terms of like establishing boundaries Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, just sort of figuring out how you're going to sort of move with that awareness. Yep. Uh, you know, going forward. And so <clears throat> time, continuing to talk through these feelings, allowing yourself to sort of feel mm-hmm. um, what you feel and question what you question uh, will bring you to that space. And hopefully mm-hmm. when you are... When you have the resources, right, you know, and you can, you know, get a therapist or, you know, find some sort of structured support to help you process this, you know, that will only aid in advance. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's sort of healing work that you get to do, you know, in preparation for that time. And, you know, with my mom and with my father, I I have I am actively working to hold that perspective mm-hmm. around the fact that. You know, it would be great if my parents would have parented me in this way. But the reality is this man and this woman did all they knew to do concerning Mm. me. Yep. And, you know, accepting that has helped me to find peace. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, I don't still hurt or I don't still question or I don't still struggle because I very much do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, accepting and finding peace helps keeps me from internalizing and, you know, putting myself at fault. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. Right. Uh, that's 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 huge in your own healing. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like I rambled on a bit there, but all that to say, no. Lizzo, girl, you are where we all are and you are not in it by yourself. Uh, we appreciate you and an honor that you chose to share, you know, and process, you know, how the episode landed for you and 
What are the things that you're still ruminating and processing and thinking on? And, you know, we don't have answers. Nobody does, but we're all working and, and yeah. clarity, clarity and perspective will come. So it will. It will. What time? What time? But we pray for some ease for your heart <laughs> while you while you get through that process. Blessings and salutations. Um, while you get through that, you know, yes, we hope that sure. you that, that that helps with some ease for you. So, yeah, we're praying for you while you deal with this. It's not an easy situation. Not at all. I know it's a it's not and it's not one that has a hard resolve. That's another thing, too. Right. When we mm. have when we have relationships like this and situations like this in our lives where they don't have closure uh, is a luxury. We don't always get it. No, not at all. Um, and sometimes it's quite overrated. Because right? mm, imagine it. your mom coming back at 75 and being like, you know what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. It don't change all of the years of the things that you felt, right? So sometimes closure is overrated. But Your, your peace is we, often not connected to what somebody else is going to do or not you, do. Okay. It, it, <laughs> most often, <It's laughs> trying to find job. a way to disconnect it exactly. from what somebody else is going to do. It's got to be an inside job. It's got to be like, regardless of what this person yeah. does or, or doesn't do, I, resolve. I have peace. I That's have peace it. about this. Um, but you know, that comes with time. It comes with maturity. Yeah. It comes with experience. Yes. So we get it. And yes. I say this all the time, especially as it relates to sort of my parents and sort of the burden of responsibility that we feel to fix, to, to help, to change, to facilitate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to bear in mind that at the end of the day, me and Brian, we were just the kids. We, we, yep. we did not, like you said, we did not ask to be here. Nobody asked to be here. We did not. <laughs> uh, we did not do anything to to cause the conditions. We just were born into them. Yeah. Uh, and as such, we cannot bear the responsibility for mending, no, or fixing, mm -hmm. or eliminating. Mm -hmm. And there just will be that 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 self that acceptance. There is great peace in that acceptance, but it's a fight. It's a yep. fight to get there. Mm -hmm. For sure. But it Liz, is. old girl, know that you is not by yourself, okay? You're not. And we pray in your peace through this fight. I know that's right. And you all can continue to send your honesty box questions to hello at gettinggrown.co. That's, that's right. hello at gettinggrown.co. Getting, G-E-T-T-I-N, no yes. G at the end. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and with that being said, we're going to move on into the self-care. <laughs> oh, let's do it. I deserve love. Oh, it's time for the self-care. And I figured, you know, we make this twofold. If we got one to share, we share one. But also, I'm loving the Sunday dinner series we got going on. Oh, yes, Reclaiming Sunday Dinner. So before we get to Reclaiming Sunday Dinner... Um, my self-care this week was I had me a couple of lady of leisure days, which oh. I, yes, where I went into the city and had, well, once was Brooklyn, but I went to dinner with my friends where we I consumed cocktails and, and copious amounts of food because y'all know how I do. I want to taste everything. Oh, yes. Um, and then I went to the city. 
It had lunch and cocktails, <laughs> cocktail lunches with two girlfriends. And so it was like, oh, look at me. Who do I think I am? I think I'm a housewife. <laughs> a lady was, of leisure. <laughs> a lady of leisure. Well, I play bridge and drink martinis <laughs> at noon. <laughs> and I was like, this life is not for me. But I, but it's, it's nice to spend some time with some loved ones mm-hmm. and to also break out a routine for, you know, sometimes it's okay to break routine a little bit. It's like, okay, Mondays, I usually do this. But you know what? My friend's in town. She wants to go to lunch. Fuck it, we ball. Let's do it. So <laughs> that was my. I had so I had a couple a couple Lady of Leisure days. That's my self care this week. What you got? Wonderful. I too. Uh, well, you know, I had to go to Seattle last week, mm-hmm. and I told you that I took the red eye. Um, yes, you did. Back Thursday morning, and then worked on Thursday. Not mm-hmm. not the wisest moment that I've ever had, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I, I did have to work a bit on Friday and we had to record mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from Friday evening to Monday morning, I just went black. Was like, OK, I, yes. I am going to literally and figuratively. I'm going to rest. I'm going yes. to cover. Uh, and I'm going to sort of, you know, fill my cup. What are the things that restore yes. What are my restorative practices? And, you know, it is it is laying on my beautiful black couch and mm-hmm. watching my very expensive television and streaming services. Yeah. <laughs> getting caught up on my programs, you know? Mm-hmm. On your um, programs. My programs. And, uh, you know, uh, also cooking. So I made my chili. <gasps> I made my chili as we discussed. Okay, you did it. I made my chili as we discussed. It was all the mm-hmm. things that I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. And then I also fixed myself a very nice Sunday dinner. Uh, what did you have? I did a... So, you know, I, I told you I wanted to do the uh, pork roast, but I uh-huh. could not find the right cut. All okay. that the Wegmans had was a tenderloin. You know, I need mm. a little bit more fat. Yeah, that. no, that's fair. The shoulder that they had was huge. I was like, I'm not feeding a family of nine. That is also fair. I don't feel like I need to have this much pork. Mm-hmm. So went on over to the uh, to the beef section and saw some very beautiful uh, beef short ribs. Oh, you know we love a beef short rib. Now. You know we love a beef short rib, and mm. you know I love it with the little, you know, the marbling. Yes. Ooh, so you have the proper fat and meat yes, ratio. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So I I seared them in the in mm-hmm. the instant pot. Mm-hmm. Got that good crust mm-hmm. on all all four sides. Mm-hmm. I made myself. Um, uh, well, I marinated them overnight so that they were good and seasoned, Ooh. right? And then yes. I went ahead and made myself a good brown gravy. Okay, so I had mm-hmm. onions made myself, you know, from the drippings from the mm-hmm. sear. And I, you know, my grandma told me, you just add, you know, you get your little cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> you know, just a can. I'm just saying. And some better than, some beef better than bouillon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I went ahead after I seared them. Okay, I this was sort of a double whammy. It didn't really work out as I had initially planned because I thought That's I was okay. going to pressure cook them. Mm-hmm. 
But my Instapot started tripping. So I went ahead and just was like, let's just slow cook these these babies. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it probably mm-hmm. pressure cooked for about 20 minutes. Then the thing okay. said it was getting too hot. So I went ahead and just, you know, poured my gravy over, put them in the slow cooker, let them commiserate and come together for a good five yes. hours or so. Yes. You know, or maybe about uh, halfway through they were getting tender. I took the bones out, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just you know, continue to just get it down in that gravy, mm-hmm. and made me mm-hmm. some good old jasmine rice, honey, mm-hmm. and some cabbage. Mm-hmm. I wanted yes. some greens. The greens was good, like the Wegmans greens looked like they had fallen off of the truck they was going through. I said mm-hmm. they was yellow, had holes and stuff. Oh in no! Said, oh no! Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh So I just hauled my hips right across the way to the cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get me one of them cabbages and just cut, chop that up, and I did it in the turkey necks. I didn't fry the cabbage this time. I just, you know, okay. made some turkey neck, got some okay. turkey necks, got me a good broth, and just mm-hmm. made my cabbage, and it was really delightful, sister. We were really? in sync. We were because I told you I was craving smothered pork chops. Oh yes, hadn't made them. I can't tell you the last time I made a smothered pork chop. I channeled my nana. Okay, do you hear me? Because she used to smother a pork chop. Don't, got me some good. Don't nanas bone. and grandmas know their way around the gravy? They just they love just do. A gravy. And she just knew her way around a pork chop as well. Period. So I got a bone in center cut. Mm. You know, because you need you need the bone for flavor, and seasoned them down real good. You know, did a quick dredge in some flour, shook it off. And then did a pan fry. Right. Drained that off. Used the drippings Mm. and made uh, a gravy and then made a roux, added a roux to to really make it a good thick brown gravy because that's what you need for smothered pork chops. Mm -hmm. You know, sliced onions and green bell pepper. They tried to substitute and send me some red and some yellows. And I had to door dash some greens because you can't make... Smothered pork chops without green bell pepper. Can't do that. Thought that's against and the then, rules. And some fresh garlic. And I let that simmer for a few hours in the Dutch oven. And then mm. uh, jasmine rice, mm. cornbread, and cabbage. Yes, you know, and you know what well. else I did? I made a hot water cornbread. Oh, you did a hot water. Oh, you? Oh, you got real ancestral with it. Yeah. I said my mm. grandma just was. She just came. She just came to see about she me. She did. Black people love a hot water cornbread. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we do love a hot water oh. cornbread. Mm. 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 We don't have it enough. I just feel like when I had it, I was like, you know, this don't take no time to make. I need to be hot water cornbread in a lot around here. You like you have me sitting here thinking, I'm like, I need to make some hot water cornbread. Actually. You do. And I like mine a little burnt. Yes, also. Just a little, a, li- a little crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little crispy. Same. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like a black Southern festival. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I was channeling the cabbage. This week, I guess we were on a cabbage kick. Yeah. And I did good, like just Southern style with bacon and mm-hmm. onion mm-hmm. and, you know, and a little bit of broth and let it just cook down in it and stew and just, mm. It was just a good, it was just a good... Like Sunday dinner soul food meal. Did you do yours? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, I talked uh, about my the- Sunday dinner. Yeah, and I got, yeah, I had my rest and restor- restoration. I went to get a massage on, on Saturday. Ooh. 
Ooh. and spent some good time in the steam room. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! You really like took care of self this week. I weekend. did, and and my my masseuse, his name was Marco. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he was like he was, you know, he's he was like you have got to stop letting those people get to you. I said, Marco, mm. what are you saying? He was like, Do you have? She told me I was carrying tension in my jaw. Mm. He said, All of this is very tight, and if you're not careful, it's going to go down into your neck. And you're gonna have pains. Like you ever wake up with a crook in your neck? It's yes. Not, it's not always, you know. I sleep the way bad. you sleep. Sometimes it's like you're clenching. And you're right. I was thinking. I was. I was telling them. You know. You know those Instagram mm. videos where they be talk about where you see the girls and they just be doing regular things and they be like me realizing that I'm grimacing or or my you yes. know I am tense like how many times i mean i do it like i'm just in the kitchen washing dishes and i realize i'm all the way up here with it yeah and it's no, like, that's fair or like i'll be sitting here taking notes and i'm like yeah why it's like <laughs> looking like ed from 90 day fiance it's like why why don't i just you know put my shoulders down and take <laughs> why are my breath? shoulders at my ears it's like why am i pissed it's like why am i mm. my face is tight my jaw is tight mm. and you know he said he can feel it like you know he said i can feel the tension, he was like, oh, I, and I was like, is it like knots? He was like, no, I just literally feel your muscles are contracted and you need huh. to relax. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Marco. Thank you, Marco. Marco said, you need to stop letting those people get to you. Those were okay, his that's words. That's a spiritual man. You that was me? his word. He was like, you, what he, and Keith, he told me, because I asked him when he was walking out, I was like, is the steam room still open? He was like, it is. It doesn't close at seven o'clock. He said, I want you to go in there and just let it out. I said, ugh. You, he was here to deliver a message. He, said, okay? I, he was like, you, he said, ain't nobody in there. You go in there. You do what you need to do. If it's cry, if it's scream, if it's oh. sing. You oh. got to get that off you. Get it off you. I said, okay, Marco. Prophet Marco, okay, come okay, on with it. I will get it off me. Get it off me. So what did you do? Did you cry, scream, or sing? I cried. I didn't really mm-hmm. sing, but I did hum. It was. I didn't okay. really sing out, but I did just sort of like, like, you know, just like. Okay. And oh, I like a yoga there. hum. Like, yeah, but you know, I was kind of like a tune, like a song that I had in my head and I just sort of let, you know, let myself sing the melody. I prayed. I just sat in there and just sort of, you know, sat with myself. Yes. And, you know, even the steam, like even like sweating, like I felt, Mm -hmm. I literally felt my muscles relaxing and I like Mm -hmm. settled into the... Was the the little bench I was sitting on? I let my eyes close. Yes. You know, I watched too much TV, so I I felt like somebody was going to walk up on me. So I kept <laughs> I kept sitting up, like, oh, is somebody coming? Um, no. But for the mm. most part, I just really did just sort of sat in the dark in that dark steamy steam room and just like, woo, thank you, Lord. I, I practiced some gratitude. I would say thank you, yeah. all of that. It was a good time. It was a good time. Oh, that's a self-care for the and both then I, of us. I got in my car and went on to the Wegmans, went to Club Wegmans, you know, and got mm-hmm. my groceries. And I love going to Wegmans because you be walking down the aisle and they be playing Luther No, Bandos. I'm telling you. You got Especially, the specifically, the, the DMV Wegmans. Y'all be Sometimes jamming in the supermarket. Takes a long time. <laughs> and we just all be in there. Uh, <laughs> all of us, every all the patrons. Yeah. Just wait be for looking love, at each other, singing. <laughs> <laughs> the love that 
I've been missing. That's, that is my uh Nels that the new Nell shop I've been going to. Yes. Child, they be playing all the soft tunes. Soft and I be in the, and I don't at this point in my life, I don't give a fuck. So I'm just like humming and singing out loud when it comes on. El, I, this is Elton what I John need. came on and I was like, oh, okay. Blue jean, baby. <laughs> I watch y'all uh, should be jamming like this and I when, won't sing. You gotta watch, and I know I, I know this is not your jam, but indulge me. You know, Mass Singer had an Elton John week here <gasps> recently. And I think that if you would allow yourself to get into it, you would enjoy it, sister. Oh no, I've watched remember I watched a little bit of Mass Singer. I just didn't like <sighs> st- stick with it or like tune in. But I've and watched some Mass think. Singer. Yeah. <sighs> I didn't think, you know, I forgot, you know, I would, if you were to ask me before watching that, you know, was I an Elton John fan or was Sister. I really into Elton John? I probably would have told Sister. you no, but I was on my couch like, oh, <laughs> like pause for a brief joint. medley and you can tell everybody yes. that this is your song. <laughs> we was all in there just like, this is <laughs> It might be quiet, but... Now that it's done. Yes. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down the word. Everyone, if you just, and I love watching the joy. If you watch the episode, everyone in the crowd, all of the judges, everyone was just like, whoa, this is my song. Like, because, sister, this, the song I'm saying, I need you, the last words of that, of that chorus are, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down the words. How wonderful life is while you're in the world. (laughs) Imagine a nigga saying to you or whoever, how wonderful life is because you're in this world. Beautiful. Beautiful. Poems. Do you hear me? Elton John. I love him. Yeah. I love him so much. Oh, what a gift. Oh, I'm going to go watch that tonight because I've yes. been indulging myself in countless hours of trash Lifetime Network television. Oh, gosh. I got sucked into one of those holes because I was watching true crime documentaries while I was cooking that wonderful meal. And then, you know, it just flips to something else. So then it t- flipped into um, Death in the Dorms. And then from there, I Love You But I Lied, mm. a series. But we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to move on to these petty beefs. As I eased into that negativity, now we're going to full-blown throw ourselves into it, oh, yes. into these petty peeves. Let's head that direction. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. It's time to put our petty on parade. So, um, my petty peeve this week is like really petty. Actually, it's I don't I don't even know if I will call it a peeve. So, when we were at the restaurant the other day, you know, when we go to restaurants, we go with the intention of trying multiple things, and everybody always leaves it up to me to decide on those things. And so, I order usually about three quarters of the menu. Because, I mean, we've got to try at least three things from every category. Right. So, and then it's a couple of us. You know, it's five of us or whatever. So, <laughs> we ordered something. And then we put in another order for something because that something was really good. And Antoinette saw the manager of the spot. And the manager's like, do they know how much food they're ordering? That's a lot of food. 
So my petty peeve is don't question me. <laughs> don't when question I'm, my greedy. When I'm A, spending money in this establishment, because it's clear this bill ain't cheap. And number two, and two, yes, I do know how much food I'm ordering. I'm very well aware. I want to try everything. And you, of all people, should not be questioning me on how much food I order. When I come to your place, you should be elated that somebody is ordering three quarters of this menu. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. my petty peeve this week. That's it. I, and I, I know it's because that. people want to send things back and they're like, it's so much. But no, we're going to eat it. Don't worry. Please. Um, don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry about what we're going to do over here. Mm -mm. Um, I can relate to that. I think my petty peeve will always be about people who make assumptions or sort of snap judgments, that kind of thing. That's mm. always going to... Mm. <laughs> that's mm. always going to grind my gears. Or as, mm. Mo, as, as Mo would say, that jams my Glock. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know it jams my clock. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Nigga, that's problematic. <laughs> no, that's one of my favorites though. That's what the kids use. That really jams my clock. <laughs> Excuse me. Or Noah, I'm about to spawn a nuke. <laughs> yes, you told me that. And I'm still I'm still confusion. Still very much confusion. I just but it sounds so good. And I felt like I understood it when she said it. So I feel like I'm using it in the proper context. But anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is very petty. Very, 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 very petty. Uh, but I've been noticing something. <clears throat> you know, as, as an aspiring gym girly, I follow <laughs> a lot of the gym girls. You know what I'm saying? Fair. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there's one gym girl, I will not name her name, but I will say that this is a white woman mm. who has all of the conventional, stereotypical, I got a black baby daddy uh, trappings, uh, right? It's got the asymmetrical bob. Mm, I was like, she wear boxer braids, but yes, that one is the number She's one. She's got a shortcut asymmetrical bob. Mm -hmm. Um and this is a thing, okay? I understand that butts are are in style. I understand that butts are. Mm -hmm. uh, we are now in a season where mainstream, yeah. Uh, there's like mainstream attention to having a big butt. Mm -hmm. It hasn't always been that way, and so I am still very triggered. By the people who used to talk about our big butts. Mm. Who now want them. Who now want them and who are now mm. on the internet literally helping white women achieve them. Like, yeah. I know how to build a shelf. You, you want to follow me? I'm going to teach you how to build a shelf. Or they wear, and not only that, they also wear them, them yeah. workout pants. Them Amazon that, leggings. That, 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 that gives snatch the inevitable booty up. wedgie. Yes. That yeah. everlasting wedgie. Yeah. The ass yes. cracked leggings. Yes. Yeah. And so I know it's very petty because this woman has the right and free range to be all over the internet posting her content. And it, it should not bother me, but I am irked. Well, it's because we've been shamed for so long for our shamed. natural body types. Shamed, <laughs> questioned, probed, prodded. 
uh, accused, right? It's like, what does your butt do? Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Hello, look at her the top oh, baby yeah, yeah. got butt. Oh Literally. my God, Becky. Look at her butt. It is But so now there's big. this whole market. There's an aesthetic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... Just this particular video, if I find it, I'm going to send it to you, sis, because I literally was just like, look at this lady. Like, mm-hmm. and you know how I tell you when the gym girls, especially the gym girls, when they feel like they're talking to black girls, they turn their black girl on. Oh, God. Because I'm like, since when does Melissa call a behind the shelf? Oh, because I know how to build a shelf. I'm going to tell you what you got to do to build a shelf. I'm like, right. y'all been down, watching. Sister. Okay, girl, relax. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. And like you said, everybody has the free range to build whatever I'm type not of body they want. Listen, make your but money, is, do your thing. It is frustrating because y'all have shamed us. Y'all have have made us feel bad about ourselves. Y'all have said all kinds of things. Y'all have mocked us, y'all have, and then have bastardized this whole situation. And now everybody want to be us. And I'm particularly triggered because I've always been a thick brown girl in 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 my third grade class with a bunch of white girls asking me why my body does that. Why, you know, mm-hmm. what do I do? Mm-hmm. To, you know what I'm saying? And ask like, so I'm particularly triggered that like now, you know. It's all the all the wave when y'all didn't have to endure the questioning, the you know the microaggressions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, like I said, it's petty. I'm not here to you know I'm not here to cancel this woman. I'm not here, and I, I'm not holding her personally responsible for my trauma. All I'm saying is that it's wild to me. That, you know, the girls have learned how to squat and deadlift. Now they feel uh, inclined, empowered, equipped yeah. to teach women how to build a, a shelf. Build a shelf. That's the word that she used. That's what she said in her video. I'm going to show you how to drag a wagon. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to build a shelf. <laughs> and it's like, Karen. <laughs> Girl. 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 <laughs> No, that is petty, but it is also it's valid. Petty, but that's my that's it's my valid. truth. <laughs> it's valid. It's and our I'm dealing truth. with it. I'm dealing it's with our it. truth. I'm dealing with that very it, it very much in real time. There's mm-hmm. a thing, and I don't know how to talk about it, but there's a thing amongst I think that there's this like entitlement or like you know, the, the white women who have been able to sort of sculpt their body a particular way, they now feel mm-hmm. like they have a cheat code on us or something mm-hmm. like it's a one up. Like, oh girl, we got butts too now. So what? Well, I like, think it comes with multiple traumas. I think outside yeah. of what we've already expressed, there's also like the fetishizing part yeah. portion of it, right? The, and up, the appropriation. Oh, they're desirable because now they have all the facets of what we love about a black girl, but <laughs> but with all of the quote quote unquote benefits the, of, yes. of also, having yes. a white girl. The appropriation, because even if we think about the Kardashians and the big butts that they created and are now changing, they want to go back. Sucking out. Right. You know, they, you know, it was fun having a butt for a little while was a good time, but now I can go back. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's I think it's I think it's layered and I think there's multiple things that come with it. And I that's not to say that every situation looks identically like that, but no. because we've seen so much of that in society and we've been shamed by these people and we've been shamed by our own men who have then come along and said this is not good enough, but they mm-hmm. want all of the 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 traits and somebody else that they feel is quote unquote good enough or they get on the internet and say I I I don't know. I I hope I have some Asian or some Japanese babies or something. Yeah, all kinds of things they do. And it's like, oh yeah, I got this white girl, but she got a big ass and she yeah. got that, but I got me a white. You know, so I think it's like multiple things that come along with it that we've experienced. For sure. Um that have been used to diminish us and now everybody wants to attain those attributes and it's frustrating. It is. It is, it is because at the end of the day, this is the body that I have and um, I am on my own journey of self-acceptance and working to unconditionally love and honor and appreciate all of the aspects of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, the work is compromised when you see people out here bastardizing even a little bit you know Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and maybe that's a strong word and i'm sure the girls will get me together and tell me that i'm being dramatic i'm just saying i mean it's got the same energy as the former hot cheeto girls you know what i'm saying like i roll my eyes i roll my eyes (laughs) i roll my eyes but it's like once upon a time i was ghetto and now (laughs) it is i just don't know it's just you know and and how is hot cheetos equated it's just so many things yeah, so that's my petty peeve. That's what has jammed my Glock today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way you said it. It's Dr. Key saying, yes, and that's what Glock. jammed my Glock today. That's right. Please use that in a professional meeting. I, I will. will. I cannot wait. I can. I look set forward. up the camera. I want to see it. <laughs> I just want to say it in the meeting, so the people will be like, "I'm sorry, what? You have a what?" The next time something really grinds your gears, I need you to say it. Just <laughs> let it, just let it flow. I you know hope what that I my have Glock? the presence of mind to do it at the right <laughs> time. I really do hope that it comes to me. Y'all know what jams my Glock? <laughs> I just want to see the faces of the people. Like, I'm sorry, what? Let it flow, sister. Radical oh, wow. liberation. Let it flow. Freedom to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> We love y'all. Thank y'all for listening to this crazy and chaotic show that we that we love so much. We love you all. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, the conversation week after week. Um, yes. We couldn't do this without you. Um, no. And we are very excited. Thanks again to our awesome and amazing guest. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Lenora sharing, in the building. Yeah. Sharing so transparently, you know, her process of evolution as a person and as a creator and how those two things go hand in hand. Yes. Uh, awesome time at the kitchen table. So yeah, take us out, sis. Yeah. Make sure you are drinking that water. You know what I'm saying? You got to hydrate all internally and make sure that it flows through your veins. You Correct. make sure your PP is not too high yellow. That's right. Uh, you also want to externally, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You also want to mind your business. That that's is right. very, very important. That's how you keep your mind moisturized. That's how you keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. That's how you just focus on yearn and nobody else's. That's right. And lastly, you want to make sure, especially as we are 
swiftly moving into these cold months, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you are moisturizing the externals, the your largest organ on your body, your skin. That's right. Why, sister? Because your black will crack if it's dry mm-hmm. and if it jams my Glock. Bye, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.